0: Welcome to Podcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Podcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Welcome to our latest episode of Podcast. My name's Fern, and today I'm delighted to be joined with Joe Clark from Petros. Hi, Joe. Hi, it's <laughs> lovely to meet you. Hi, Fern. Lovely to meet you too. Um, So let's start with, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do at Petros. So I am a psychologist by training.
1: I spent 20 years working in prisons, which are pretty difficult environments to work in. And very early on, got interested in how is it that some people thrive in these difficult roles and other people don't. Um, And was lucky enough 10 years in to go and do a PhD in that subject, learned a huge amount, went back into forensic practice and applied a lot of the research findings and then thought, actually, this is applicable in so many other places. So eventually, after another stint in academia, set up Petros and we're a small not for profit business. And we basically specialise in how to help people thrive, both at work and at life. Um, And we do that through training, consultancy, research, advice and, and therapy, coaching whatever helps.
0: Wow. So, so you work with a lot of different um, people, not specifically uh, dental practices or? Yep. Well, one of our marketing people came up with a term where there's um,
1: people, there's Petros, which I rather like. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, it's about how do we as individuals use our resources and meld into our organization and what does our organization do as well that helps us thrive so wherever you work although there will be specific challenges depending on the role you're in the job that you do um, we are able to offer some advice guidance support in implementing things that will help people thrive
0: wow that sounds so interesting um i'm keen to know more then so we're we're talking about obviously dentistry today and and practices so let's sort of start with some of the challenges and and some of the the stresses that dentists might have to deal with yeah and actually it's interesting because there is a whole
1: body of research around dentistry because it is a particularly challenging role we're careful at petros not to talk about stressful jobs jobs are jobs what Mm -hmm. makes them stressful is often our narrative around the job and the demands and the pressures we're under and that's actually really helpful because when you nurture your own narrative there's something you can do about that but that doesn't negate the fact that dentistry has some specific demands and just before I talk about those very briefly I should mention when I was 18 I worked as a dental nurse at my local dentist it was my part-time job wow I had previously been terrified of the dentist and I learned so much and I'm Actually now a great fan. So oh, so let, let's talk about some of the um, direct challenges to dentistry, because there are a few. So I could list a few off that come from the research. One is actually the environment that dentists work in. Um, so quite often dentists work in small confined environments often with no windows their little surgeries and practices which surprisingly are sometimes smaller than prison cells Um, so you know a dentist might well depending on where they're working but I'm talking about general practice perhaps rather than the hospitals be confined in a small room with maybe one other person maybe a dental nurse Um, they are then working in what what I've heard described as inhospitable oral environments. <laughs> so, you know, you're, the work is very delicate and detailed. The clients come often in pain um, and are very anxious about the dentist. And I share that or have done. So, you know, dentists are often dealing with other people's anxiety and distress, and that's very contagious. So even if they themselves, the dentist themselves, isn't anxious about dentistry, they're going to be absorbing a lot of that from their clients and patients. Um, there are time and economic pressures which are, you know, really extreme and perhaps more so sometimes in dentistry than in other environments. So, you know, if you're working in a supermarket, perhaps the time pressures aren't quite the same as they are when you've got 20 patients to see and the emergencies to fit in. So there's a constant demand, which perhaps isn't the case in different professions. Um, I think one of the interesting things to come out of the research is the personality of most dentists. So the research identifies that dentists tend to be perfectionists, They tend to be very demanding of their own performance. And when you combine that with an environment that is inhospitable and with patient anxiety and fear and patient expectations as well about somebody being able to just get rid of their pain. um, When you combine all of those things, it, it could potentially be a bit of a perfect storm. So there are unique elements to dentistry, I think, that means special attention needs to be paid to ensure that preventative strategies are put in place to take care of people in that role.
0: Yeah, definitely. They've they've got a lot to contend with. And um, really I've not heard of that before, actually, about how they absorb sort of the patient's anxieties and feelings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It can be really, really hard, especially perhaps when it's children. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Or it's a very complex case and it's not going to be easily resolved. And that means lots of visits for somebody who may be really scared. So a dentist might well be anticipating that patient coming through the door that day even though they're coming till four, but it's nine o'clock in the morning and I'm here thinking I've got so and so coming in and I know they're going to be terrified and I'm not sure I can really resolve their problem. It's really difficult psychologically.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, So what are some sort of quick wins then or top tips that that they can start doing, start implementing in practice that might sort of relieve some of those pressures? Okay, well, there are a few. And actually, I think for dentists, it might be really helpful to think about
1: it in the same terms as the advice they give to people to look after their teeth. So it's interesting that probably dentistry is the only field for people where we are taught very early on to introduce preventative strategies. Clean your teeth twice a day, floss, don't eat sweets before bed, get regular checkups. You know, we've got a list of top tips to help stop our teeth decaying. So I've got some top tips to stop our minds decaying. <laughs> <Sorry>. Great. <laughs> um, one of my favourite tips is a very easy, quick acronym of a win. It's what's important now. And um, what we mean when we say that is what's important that you keep your mind on in this moment Because I mentioned just previously about, you know, if you're anticipating a difficult patient coming in later in the day, your mind is already on that patient, that might well exacerbate your own anxiety. So if you can keep your focus on what you're doing in that moment, it gives your mind a rest from all those other pressures, anxieties, you know, concern about the environment. It doesn't mean that all those things aren't real, but what we're doing is managing our mind to give it a bit of a break. Um, so how do you do that it sounds easy what's important now um a couple of things you can do one is to come to your senses and I know that sounds a bit ridiculous and I don't mean it rudely oh for goodness sake come to your senses I mean to literally connect with your sense of listening or touch to because if you're if you're connected with your senses which only work in the present moment it means your mind is present otherwise your mind is absent and when your mind is absent that's when stress can occur when we make mistakes when we're not present with the people we need to be present with. So coming to your senses is really a helpful tip to keep your mind focused on what's important now. as is maybe even doing a running commentary of what you're doing. I advise doing this in your head and not out loud. otherwise people, <laughs> I think you're slightly crazy, although for some patients actually they merely really might want to know what you're doing in that moment. So it could work both ways. Um, but it just means that you keep your attention focused. This is not just a practice for when you're in work though. This is a really helpful practice for out of work. You know, if you're sat at home with your family at the end of a busy day or or at, a, at the pub with your friends or whatever, if your mind is still at work, you're not giving your mind a break. Mm-hmm. So to keep your mind present is really helpful and I'm not really talking about mindfulness really. I'm actually talking about taking your mind with you wherever you go, not leaving it at work. Um and that can be a really helpful way Of relieving yourself of some of those pressures that you might um you might feel that you're under so that's one tip so what's important now presence of mind um my other favorite expression which kind of consolidates that is be in the room you're in so if you're physically in a room have your mind in the room with you do you get you can get what i mean yeah so that can be really helpful um other tips that can be useful is making sure that you make time to do things that are emotionally nourishing for you um we often let go of that when we're really busy we we tend to forget the things that really connect us with who we are um so interestingly we were just chatting for a moment before we came online I'm I fell off my horse and broke my back <laughs> which sounds really dramatic I'm fine but but for me being out with the horses is where I get some relief from other pressures that are going on in my life. So really make sure that you find time to do things that are emotionally nourishing. Yeah. Another, I'm full of full of tips. Okay, but these please <laughs> treat these like you know, cleaning cleaning twice a day, flossing, mouthwash, whatever. Um, another really useful thing is to think about your energy. So quite often we feel we don't have time to do things but a different way of thinking about that is have we got the energy to do things um this stuff comes from some sports psychologists um, called Jim Lower which is spelled L-O-E-H-R and Tony Schwartz if anyone's interested in looking up some more they say that managing energy not time is the key to high performance health and happiness they very helpfully divide energy into four domains of physical mental, emotional, and spiritual. So that means it's much more manageable. Have I got the physical energy to do this? You know, am I eating well, sleeping well, exercising? Have I got the emotional energy? Am I regulating my feelings? Am I managing any anxiety have I've got, have I taken sensible steps to overcome any psychological experiences, difficulties that I might be having? I would always advocate seeing a therapist in the same way as I see the dentist, go for regular checkups, maybe three or four times a year. And if you're feeling well, that's the time to go because that's when it's easiest. Okay, so um, so that would be emotional energy, then mental energy. You know, if you've been studying hard or you've had your head in somebody's mouth, almost literally um, for the day, that can be a men- mentally really demanding. So how are you taking breaks? How are you um, ensuring that you rest your mind? Bearing in mind, we can really only control attention for about an hour and a half at a time maximum before we need a break or we start slipping and making mistakes. And then our spiritual energy is more about our our core values. You know, is the work that I'm doing what what I intended when I set out to become a dentist? Am I working in an organisation that accords with my own core values? Am I living my life according to the way I want to live it? These are deeper, bigger questions. It may be really useful to have a coach or a therapist or a mentor to chat with, but all those four domains of energy, if we manage them well, can help us declining. I've talked a lot, Fern. I'm going to stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, gosh! There's so many great tips in there, and like, you know, I think a lot of, of of people and dentists, like particularly, they do neglect sort of the the time to to rest and recoup, and you know, you almost sometimes feel a bit guilty though for spending that time on yourself well
1: interestingly I heard a lovely expression if you do not make time for your wellness you will be forced to make time for your illness and I would encourage all dentists to think about so I'm a psychologist giving you some advice to look after your mind if you were my dentist giving me advice to look after my teeth and I said I feel guilty doing that I don't mm-hmm. think I should. I don't think I should put the time in because there are so many other important things. I think most dentists would want to shake me, frankly. Yeah. Say, really? Of course you've got to look after your teeth. And I'm saying exactly the same. Of course yeah. you've got to look after your mind. Of course you have.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And um, you you've spoke before about um, optimism and, and practicing optimism. What, what does that mean exactly? Well, I think most people consider optimism as always looking on the bright side.
1: Um, which is true. But but when we're talking about optimism, what the research tells us is that optimistic people tend to persevere more, they tend to be more successful. And that's because I, I guess what optimistic people see are the opportunities and problems, rather than the problems in opportunities, which might be a more pessimistic response. So optimists, um, it's not Pollyanna optimism, like everything's fine when it isn't. But so for example, You know, I've experienced a setback with a broken back. But the upside of that is I'm at home more. I've got other people who need some of my resources that I can provide because I'm at home rather than um, than out and about all the time. It's uh, there are lots of actually beneficial things that have come from this experience. And it's just being able to find them, even though the experience itself is quite challenging. So it's about always, even when things are really hard and you are faced with challenges and you are faced with problems, there will be silver linings and optimistic people are able to find them. And that's what helps them persevere. So, you know, if you struggle with optimism, it might be worth thinking back to maybe something difficult that you've experienced and seeing if you can highlight even small things that might have come from that that have been useful or beneficial. It's a really helpful practice.
0: Yeah no that's great and um, I think is it true as humans we're kind of programmed to just automatically look at negatives or? Yeah and it's so usual there's even a name for it it's called negativity bias
1: Oh, and it's our tendency to always look on the dark side and I, I think probably in evolutionary terms it was a safety mechanism you know so you sort of walk out of your cave and assume There might be a saber-toothed tiger or a poisonous snake. It's going to keep you safe. Um, So to look for all the difficulties and the challenges might potentially have been a a safety mechanism. But nowadays, you know, interestingly, I heard someone refer to our sort of fight or flight response recently as old hardware um, when we're running with new software. (laughs) So our environment is completely different we don't have the same threats to our well-being as we did and we can definitely train our minds to not always focus on the costs the negatives the challenges the difficult challenges we can definitely train our minds to to see the opportunities to think about the benefits to look at the bright side
0: great no definitely that's that's lovely and um so I, I suppose then if if anybody wants to get in touch with you or or learn more about you know Petros um where where can they go well the best place is petros.org.uk
1: and um petros is p e t r o s i thought it was the ancient greek word for rock meaning you know people giving people the skills to be the rock for other people and then fascinatingly my dentist who's greek asked me why petros was called petros and I told him and he said that's not the Greek word for rock. And I said oh, no. the Greek word for rock and he said Petra. So I said, so what's my company called? And he said, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and it was too late by then. So I trust oh, no. It. <laughs> But no, please do visit the website there. There's a host of stuff on there, lots of blogs, which are meant to be educational. Um, we've done a review of mental health websites so that you don't have to. You know, We've got an, an e-book on the homepage, which is about thriving at work and developing a strategy for well-being at work. That's totally free. Um, and obviously, we provide all sorts of other services for which there will be a cost because we have to make a living. Um, but we try and offer as much for free as we can. We're not for profit. So the profit that we make from the services we sell goes back into supporting individuals or charities that may not otherwise be able to afford what we offer.
0: Oh, brilliant! No, that's great. Thank you so much, Joe, and for spending the time with us today. And um, uh, definitely catch up again soon. You know, and um, you've got some great, you know, top tips to share for for dental practices. So hope you back, recover soon as well. Thank you very much. Fortunately, my teeth are doing well. So. <laughs> oh, take care. Thanks very much, Ben. Bye.